Wakanda forever. Paid for by Kamala Harris. If you let politics ruin, or rather control, your whole life, man, you're gonna be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy, and they hate their neighbors. Sad. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Underground for episode 108. My name is... Oh, crap. I usually do you first, don't I? Yep. Anyway, I am joined once again by the one, the only, Joseph... Wild West Kemp Style. Nations, and I'm your other host, sometimes forgetful, David... Sexual Tyrannosaurus. Lacey, and this is the show where we remind you every week... Politics ruins everything. Ah, okay, that's fine. People can laugh it off. Yes, they can. And I finally realized where that sexual, sexual Tyrannosaurus line came from from Family Guy. And I was reminded it came from Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not know I that? Had, no, I had forgotten. Oh. I've seen the movie before. <laughs> i just forgotten that line. And, and it made me, when I watched the movie last week before, because I watched Prey and I watched half of, I'm, I'm sorry, I watched Predator. And then I watched half of Predator 2. And then I watched Prey. But... It made me forget, or I had forgotten how many good one-liners Dude. the first movie had. Yeah. It was so good. I was laughing a good bit throughout that. Uh, such a good movie. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know what else is good? Our value for value system. And if you're new to us or if you're not and you've been listening to us while listening to us for a while, then you know that – we utilize a value for value system here, which means, you know, the work that we're giving y'all through our podcasts, our YouTube clips, whatever value you think you're getting from us, you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. Go to our direct.me link, click it, and you'll see our PayPal link donation and our Bitcoin wallet address. You can uh, set up reoccurring payments through PayPal and be sure to include a note and we'll read it live on the air. And then... You know, you'll find our YouTube, our Odyssey, our Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube and Odyssey. Follow us, like, comment, engage with us. We're pretty much uh, we're great at getting back to everyone. You also find our TikTok as well. Follow us on there. Our TikTok has been blowing up a ton too. Yeah. And again, like I said, we pretty much respond back to everybody. So it's a fun time. And if you are like, well, Joseph and David, I don't really have the a dollar to spare to give it to y'all. That's okay. You can as I said, you know, share our YouTube videos. You can, you know, subscribe to us, like, engage with us. That helps us out by word of mouth. Let people know about our podcast. Hit them in the mouth and, you know, they can become enlightened to the truth. Or maybe just our opinion. But we try <laughs> to be as truthful as possible. Awesome. We at least try to be not only truthful but well-reasoned. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's one of the things people really like about us. And authentic, authentic as well. Yeah, we try. We try. Though, despite what uh, uh, all these randos on the internet believe about us sometimes, yeah, we, we do try. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yes, I guess the first topic we have here is that there's been another Rings of Power net- narrative and marketing change. Yeah. You know, they're pulling the Lucasfilms, which is, you know, shout out to Max Vaughn Priestley for bringing this to my attention. Yeah, we've done some tr- uh, we've done some streams and stuff with him in the past. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, go give him a follow. He's on YouTube as well. And and be sure just to support your favorite content creators and podcasts out there. Let them know and, you know, donate to them if you can. I'm sure I know they would appreciate it. But, yeah, go check out Max Von Priestley on YouTube. He's a good guy. And he brought to our attention this story from Morphid Clark. And for those who don't know, she's the actress who's playing Gladriel. And she sent out a story on Instagram that said, anyone sending hate to my black castmates, get off my page, get off the internet, and shut up. (laughs) She told them. (laughs) Now, David, I say pull Lucasfilms. This happens. This happened to Ingram Moses, who played Reva, yes. with and uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, she's just trying to get ahead of it, you know. Yeah, it's instead of dealing with actual the actual criticisms, which Morphe Clark has admitted that she hasn't read any of the books and anything like that. Oh, anything like well, that. Yep. I'm not. Sup- I I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. The misunderstanding that's applied here is it just goes back to to this question: Is representation good? As we stated ad nauseum, representation is good when and where it makes sense, right? Yeah. Regardless, I mean, if you look at Squid Games, it was a good story. <laughs> All a, Asian people. Yeah, pretty much an entire Asian cast. There's a couple white dudes in it. Oh, there were. I yeah. missed them then. They were uh, the they were the like uh, bad guys, the rich guys. Yeah. In oh, the masks. that's right. Like, like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're right. not in it very much, but you're right. It's a predominantly uh, Korean cast. Yes, and you know, I think it's one of the things. Representation does matter to have many different types of people on the screen, but when and where it makes sense, and if you, you can only identify with someone based off of you know, them looking like you, then I would encourage people, you know, to expand your cinematography, right? Like your, the cinema <laughs> well, you view, yeah, there you say, go. <laughs> yeah, the cinema you view, not cinematography, <laughs> but the cinema you view and the films and the movies and the shows. And if you're really interested in having someone that's just like you, then go to a video game, right? Cause in video games, you can create Skyrim. someone who looks exactly like you if it's you know what you want to see whereas in film it gives you the opportunity to you know relate to someone that doesn't look like you i tend to gravitate towards people who do not look like me so i can understand what they're going through you know what i mean and hang on or get a pen and paper and start writing your own stuff yes that's like Eric July's doing it. You know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. and make your and again, this is the thing we talk about a lot. It's like the the intention behind what they're doing with something like Lord of the Rings is not to tell an accurate interpretation of the story. Their goal is activism. Yes. Half the cast has already said that. You watch these things all the time. I, you know, I bring up Eternals always. Yes. It's always about some sort of agenda in activism. We talked about it, I think, either last week or the week before. One of the the women in this believes that her character is an activist. Yes. It, it's just, it's, it's insufferable at this point. It, it is. And here's the thing that we call it out because you could easily be telling folklore and fantasy from Africa that checks all the boxes that you want without... You know, because then you don't have to craft your 
narrative, right? Yeah. With these boxes being the, at the forefront. Yeah. It's, you know, it's putting the, what, the caboose in front of the train. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, or from Asia or from South America, whatever, right? All these different cultures. You can go to the various different cultures and extract their folklore and tell the story, right? And it well, I can have an all-black cast, intermingled, you know, whichever. And so this kind of low-tier denominate, you know, uh, denomination, not denomination, uh, what am I talking about in algebra? Frick. Uh, common denominator. That's it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> denominator. I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> common denominator with a lot of these shows is that they revert to the racism ta- tactic yeah. to produce marketing through that controversy. Because it's something that sells, especially on social media. It's already been proven. The more you put black and white in, you know, any of your posts on social media, at least this was true up until the 2020 elections. The more uh, expansive, you know, your your posts hit the algorithm more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and division so, division is what drives. You know, we've learned this. Division's yeah. what drives the algorithm. Like, yep. I'll sit here and just be like, yeah, you know, didn't really like this movie, whatever. And people are like, like, why do you hate it? Ugh. Why do you hate me? You just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see women and men suffer. You want to see, you know, this ethnic group suffer or whatnot. And it's just, you know, a low. It's so stupid, uh, dude. We're, what we're, is it? Uh, room temperature IQ? Yeah, we're talking about entertainment. We yes. No one, like, and this is such a good example of how dumb a lot of this is because it is a television show she has not read the books she clearly doesn't understand the fan base all of these actors and actresses that get involved in these roles immediately just start attacking fans and i guess they buy into this narrative that everyone that doesn't appreciate what they're they're doing by by pushing their diversity activism Mm -hmm. uh they think they're all just like hiding in the bushes with white hoods on like what like and in like any sort of and and this is the problem because it gets mixed up in the criticism of Mm -hmm. okay i didn't like the show um it's not there there's like inaccuracies or even if like dude if you and i were to put out a review and we were not to mention uh the ethnicity or the sex of any character in the show and we were going about this solely from like how how does it work as a story mm-hmm. how does it work as world building do we believe that the actors and actresses are playing their roles uh in a believable way like we stayed away from all of the buzz stuff yeah all the stuff that constantly there would still be someone or a group Read of people that into would, it. yeah they would find some sort of way to weave that into uh the conversation mm-hmm. and it's and people are obsessed they're absolutely obsessed with this stuff and it's it's so like I'm, I'm kind of sick of it mm-hmm. for the most part. I'm sick of it constantly being shoved down our throats by the entertainment industry where yep. it's like in the irony of the entertainment industry being the ones that are trying to tell us this when it's like your industry is the one that you're saying is having all these problems. Like you and I sitting in our rooms <laughs> can't do anything about it. Not only that, David, not only is it their industry that's having all these problems, right? It's also when we looked at the Oscars, with Will Smith and Chris Rock. When Will Smith slapped Chris Rock, did anyone come to his defense? No. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> no, no one did anything. 
Everyone yeah. just sat in the room. Yeah. So all this grandstanding. It was. This it was also that was also the first completely uh, black Oscars, as far as like the cat, the the people behind the scenes. It was. Mm. It was completely run um, that way. And so yeah, I always thought that was kind of interesting too. It's like has <laughs> doesn't happened in yeah. ever since, and then all of a sudden this this controversy shows up, which you know, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and so. This other idea that we talked about with Reva when we were talking about her and, and the whole Obi-Wan controversy controversy is that it's the Internet. Everybody Dude. receives criticism. I think I, t- I told you my my wife had commented on one of our TikToks and someone commented her and said something horrific back. The reality is, is that the Internet exposes the bad part of humanity because people can hide behind a keyboard everybody gets hate you and i get hate like terrible things that people say to us people are more willing to be edgy when they know that there's no no real consequence for it there's no cost to it Mm -hmm. and so i mean it's everybody gets it and and don't get me wrong i think you know women are always going to have those creepy guys oh always it doesn't matter yep doesn't yeah, matter yeah. who you are, what you look like. And, weird you know, accounts, sh- like, yep. hey, beautiful. It's just so weird. Like, going into, to, you, you'll have, like, a, a post from someone like Melanie Mack, and she's, like, talking about her, like, keto mm-hmm. diet, and there's guys in there that are like, wow, you are beautiful. And you're just like, dude. I'm a Christian, man. I date you, right? Dude. Dude, there's so many cringe things. What? Those are the people, you know, the whole like go touch grass thing has has lost like a lot of meaning now too. But those are those moments where we're like, guys, y'all need to get outside. Y'all need yeah. to like, breathe a little go fresh a air. Lie. Go make some real life friends. <laughs> yeah. it, it, that is too true. If it was me and, and I was, you know, obviously I'm a guy, so it's different. But uh, I cracked yeah, up I'd, if that I'd, was happening to us. Dude, I would... <laughs> be so funny I, it would be hilarious i would love it it'd be so great but yeah it's just we don't have to stay on this long it's just no. they're getting out in front trying to use this to deflect criticisms criticism of the actual show Indeed. which is coming from a diver a diverse group of people not only diverse in thought right and heart but diverse in ethnicity as well yeah. it's not like it's not only coming from white people yeah and that's the you know, gaslighting they're trying to convey. Yep. And that would be the end of what I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. So crap. Um, I was watching a uh, drinker stream, uh, mm-hmm. not uh, like an, uh, like the after thing of it. Cause I yeah. never have time to actually watch them when they're on anymore. Cause I'm working all these late shifts. Yeah. And, uh, this <laughs> great article, by <laughs> the way, I, I, I had read this before you put it up. I know. <laughs> Um, it, it says, I'm excited about Amazon's Rings of Power, but how gay could it be? <laughs> I should have. I'm totally clipping this so I could put it on TikTok. Just be like, <laughs> Rings of Power, how gay can it be? <laughs> just leave it there and then just ask everyone, well, how gay do you think it will be? <laughs> um, Right. Dude, so The things people say. Let A couple things. First of all, this shows that James Reynolds, the individual who wrote this, has no idea what Lord of the Rings is really about. Yes. Just as a concept. Um, clearly didn't understand Tolkien. Um, and 
also it again it shows this agenda this agenda the um the activism that's coming from different groups of people where it's not about story anymore it's not about how great the like action is going to be how epic the the story is going to be whatever the case may be right these normal things that you want out of your television out of your movies out of your comic books whatever we happen to be talking about Mm -hmm. it's it's always about some sort of intersectional identity you know why is there like i i don't know have you have you seen an an article talking about the cinematography for the show or the potential excitement for the story that they're telling or I'm just trying to think nope. of other stuff like specific parts of the lore that people are looking forward to seeing put in. Not in the corporate press. Okay. Smaller uh, creators like the ones who went to the shindig in England or whatnot yeah. from them. Yeah. You know, there are videos talking about different things, but as far as the corporate press, like time magazine variety and stuff like that, yeah. generally I mean, even speaking, some of those, most of it is no. Even some of those it's, smaller outlets are pushing some of the same the same yeah. stuff. Like some of the those creators. Like we've you've sent me mm-hmm. a couple tweets from them before where it's like they're Sus. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. Anyway, um some might consider let's see. This is what he says. Yeah, this is from the the actual article. Um watching Molten Metal Pour to reveal Rings of Power title the long-awaited Tolkien-centric Amazon TV series. Uh, my little nerdy heart skipped the beat. So this is the other thing that's going on. I, I, everyone's like a self-proclaimed nerd at this point. Yeah. Um, but again... When really, we're nerd scholars. Yeah, know? yeah. We're the... Gatekeeping. We're the elite. <laughs> um, I'm just going to start doing things in my body like bio, Star Wars, scholar. Marvel scholar (laughs) this next part's great so my little nerdy heart skipped a beat this was truly happening I have watched TikTok videos and read articles uh, dissecting every detail attempting to uh, anticipate the plot and characters of rings with no story to directly recreate unlike the Lord of the Rings movies uh, and the Hobbit, the world of Middle Earth is open to rings creatives, which is again this idea that it is now just like a platform to, for them to create. Like that's what that's what yep is being said right here is that it's it's basically a platform for our, our activism. Yeah, Middle Earth is Middle Earth is our sandbox. That's kind of what seems to be mm-hmm. the trend now with a lot of these products. Um, some might consider this unnerving. Yes. Uh, wary of how adaptations uh, can take liberties. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, they're, it's like uh, this person's trying to be um, like play both sides a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I, I understand that you might be concerned. And they all do that. And then they're all like, you have nothing to worry about. And it's so it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm optimistic. Uh, the release of the promo featuring black actress Sophie Nomvet as Dwarf Princess Dia suggests the creators are keen to diverse diversify Tolkien's world. So basically to rewrite it in a sense. Yes. Um, original female characters are set to be included too. So it's really funny. <laughs> Some might consider it unnerving, wary of how adaptations can take liberties with beloved source material. Hey, here's all the ways that they're doing that. <laughs> all right. 
And then, and then the next part is, is even better. Read that next paragraph. Uh, with these steps to pull Tolkien's work into the modern world, as a gay Tolkien nerd, I have to ask, how gay will it be? Already, I can uh, I can prophesize what certain Tolkien fans might say, yeah, but there aren't any gays in Middle-earth. There's no need for sexuality. How far they would be from the point. Uh, it's really because, funny. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was no, going to say, it's really funny that Tolkien was like very staunchly Catholic. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all of these things he would have been totally cool with. Yeah. I mean, I think they know it. I think they know it, and it's on purpose. Oh, yeah. They're, you know, gaslighting, as we were talking about in yeah. our previous social episode. And it's funny because I can't remember. I was trying to look it up while you were talking. I can't remember his exact quote, but to paraphrase Tolkien, he was saying that he didn't write Lord of the Rings to be sub consciously a um about catholicism not about catholicism but with like that in the forefront yeah. in mind but unconsciously and subconsciously it it got through well you sure know. there's there's your writing is always going to have certain aspects of who you are in it but he was not he wasn't writing a um like it wasn't supposed to be a metaphor for anything uh what's what's the other term uh it, it wasn't supposed to be a um like the, there wasn't supposed to be like specific hidden meanings behind things oh, i got it right here yeah the lord of the rings yeah he hated allegories allegories what i was looking yeah. for thank you yeah. uh the lord of the rings is of course a fundamentally religious and catholic work unconsciously so at first but consciously in the revision that is why I have not put in or have cut out practically all references to anything like religion, to cults, or practices in the imaginary world. And um, For the religious element is absorbed into the story and symbolism. Yeah. So again, I mean, that is framing his <laughs> narrative. And so to act like, <laughs> tag different is just ludicrous and you can just it's okay if you disagree with how someone views the world but still appreciate the work they do yeah exactly and not you know what i mean not going back to trying to change it for like your your modern sensibilities or whatever this part's great too so it's attempting to divorce sexuality from the fantasy genre is an impossible task okay uh, tolkien did a pretty good job of it let's yes let's be real our longest surviving examples of fantasy fairy tales are built on foundations of heterosexuality. Uh, the prince marries the princess. The knight rescues the maiden. Tolkien is rife with couples in marriage. Okay, so this is the other thing, man. So many people now who are writing, and I wouldn't call this mainstream. I'd never even heard of this before they brought it mm -hmm. up. And the only reason that they uh, that it came to my attention is because they were making fun of it. Um, uh, so many people are obsessed with these like with the sexuality and the race the race or ethnicity of characters now that everything else seems to be taking a back seat it's like they will it, it it seems that they people will stare at a screen and watch the worst created content ever as long as they have their representation in it and it's yep. really it's really weird to me because it it's one of those things that's like i don't i don't care like, 
give tell us a story. Yeah. That people people don't people really don't talk about Lord of the Rings and love it because of Aragorn and Arwen's relationship. Well, the it's not yeah, that's not a yeah. forefront thing. Yep. It, it's it's so it's it's just an ex- It's meaningful. Yeah, it has and, and meaning a, in the story, but it's it's a back it takes a massive backseat to everything else going on. Yeah. And here's the thing with Aragorn and Arwen's, you know, uh, romance and then the other times that has existed in Tolkien's um, legendarium is is always represented something a significant change, right? right? It wasn't just uh oh, it wasn't just a trite plot of rebelling against tradition right or you know forbidden love it wasn't it represented significant change in legendarium rather than just how amazon has made it seem and rather than how you know peter jackson included uh tariel and and killy i think dude i know I, i know what you're gonna say dude okay i have to read this i'm sorry it says okay. this is the very end of the article. It says I'm counting down to rings. First of all, it's sort of weird because they don't mention the sexuality of the hobbits in this. But it says I'm counting down to rings, and who knows? Maybe we'll see our first hobbit on hobbit kiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no! Uh, this other oh, how far part was was great. If what these bemoaning Tolkien knights mean is sex then I don't think they need fear. Showrunner Patrick McKay has promised that the rings will not be the new Game of Thrones with surplus blood and bodily fluids, but to equate sexuality solely with sex is reductive and shouldn't preclude the inclusion of non-straight sexualities when the pictures of Disa were released, racially motivated opinions were voiced. The general (laughs) gist was that there wouldn't be any black dwarves. The reasoning... Tolkien's dwarves are inspired by the dwarves of Norse mythology, and all Scandinavians are white. Not only is that this argument thin, like butter spread over too much bread. It oh, would they be did not, impossible. Dude, yeah. everyone uses that stoop. That line has lost any relevance to me. Wait, 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 wait. It wouldn't be impossible for a similar argument to be made to exclude queer people. You mean how the author wrote the story? So would this person be fine with Black Panther being white, Hispanic, Asian, uh, or you take, you know, in the next season of Arcane, all of a sudden, uh, Caitlin and Vi are straight. Right, like they just decide to change it or whatever. It's like, yeah. oh, our intention was never for them to be that way. You know, the, it was always like, just to be like a close relationship between these two women. Yeah, just to reverse the situation. This yeah. is the thing. If you want it, Either write it yourself and, and and get it made into a show or movie, or hold these companies be like, hey, encourage them to go to start producing shows and movies and things of the fantasy genre that have these in them, like the Sandman. Right? Absolutely. Do you have the Sandman? Go watch it. It doesn't you don't have to have that show's real this gay. Is, this is the yeah, it, it is. You don't have to have yourself in every single show and movie. Agreed. You know what I mean? There needs to be a diversity of thought in films and shows for different aspects and what they can teach you. 
Yeah. Right. And, and show you and, and, and move you and, and things like that. And, and just this idea, this narcissism that I have to be represented exactly how I look in every single film and show. It doesn't make sense to me when yeah, it doesn't make, ha- when it, when it yeah. doesn't make sense within that show. Yeah, you know what I mean? Have, it, the, dude, the obsession with having like a gay hobbit couple is it's so predominant like the the people who had like wished so hard that sam and frodo were gay i I always thought it kind of started out as a joke but then people got real serious about it and it's just like y'all and and you know the thing that sucks about that is it shows that you know this whole idea like men commit suicide at a rate more than women specifically white men are the leading group within the men who commit suicide and this whole thing about frodo and sam being gay it just further undermines the ability for men to adequately express their feelings without being viewed as feminine yeah without without it having to be like oh well they they clearly want to make out with each other yeah exactly and that's what makes uh... me so mad about like no hey you it's a just like david and jonathan in the bible a properly you know, great understanding of friendship, the the closeness that you can have, the love, right, a friendship like that yeah. between people of the same sex without it being, uh, oh, hey, I want to make love to you. Yeah. I want to yeah. make out with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry. That it just well, bothers and me. And, like, think about it, too. Is you could take uh, the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, a lot of the the sexuality in in that and kind of made sense for the world that they were in mm-hmm. um it was still like a little taboo you know you had like certain characters that were but like <clears throat> it wasn't it wasn't as if those characters were like screaming it from the rooftops every chance that they got it, it was, wasn't the sole defining aspect no, about their character exactly either. it was a, it was a it was an aspect of who they were it was mentioned because in certain situations in someone's life like that's gonna come up potentially in a story but they did it in a way that that was natural if you will mm-hmm. like to um weave it into what was going on or maybe mm-hmm. there was like some someone would make like a, a slot like someone who was close to that character would make a sly joke about it or what, whatever the case may be right or you could like the that character would like flirt with uh like a male servant or something because they knew they could get away with it that mm-hmm. kind of that it, there are subtle ways of doing that and it's just like all of these people who are writing this stuff now um that are just they want this fan what they want is fan fiction and yeah. they want all this fan fiction brought to life um and they want it to be um like like softcore porn it's like yes. what it's, it's almost like the idea what i'm getting from a lot of these people I, obviously not on like the uh the sort of like ethnicity side but when it, when it comes to the sexuality of characters it's like they just it's like they have to see it like something deep within them is just like this has to be a part of the content or like i i am i feel rejected by society or whatever and it's like there's it's just yeah. it's odd isn't it, it yeah it, and and no one actually wants to like talk about it and that's why whenever we talk about like bad stories and people just get so like heated about uh saying that stuff it it's why i always think they are they have some sort of other connection to it on a deep personal level mm-hmm. besides it just being a story that we're criticizing because it's not very good yeah uh yeah so i don't, I don't really have anything else to say about that I, I just find it i find it fascinating and funny uh and, and it's just it's kind of cringy man like Reminds me of the uh, it is cringy. It reminds me of what was it? Thor, Love and Thunder. The 
the the gayest Marvel movie. I think is that what? Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. What's her name said? Yeah, Natalie Poor person. Na- well, so Natalie Portman. Said, no, she was asked if it was, and she yes. just said yes. And of course, she's gonna say yes. Like, what is she saying? Like, nah. Yeah, I know. No, right, put a, uh, put her on the spot. Put her in a trap. Entrapment. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that Star Wars mean it's a trap. Anyway, speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, I, I wanted uh, we uh, House of the Dragon comes out September twenty first. It, it's a little under a week away, mm-hmm. um, and we will be doing small reviews for it. I think we've decided that we're not going to do um, like hour long breakdowns of yeah. each episode we're, we're hey, gonna do more of an overall that's true but if people start donating to us and supporting us monetarily we'll start doing it yeah <laughs> we, there's just only in, so much in. time we have right now yeah exactly uh the more time that we have the easier it would be for us to really like go through all this stuff breakdown shows that whole mm-hmm. deal um but this tweet came out <laughs> Um, that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, someone got to see the first episode, a pre-screening of the first episode. This mm-hmm. is what they said. It says, uh, review, uh, fire will rain. Wow. Violent. Shocking. Epic. Better than Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. HBO does it again. This isn't just another fantasy show. It's the best series ever made. Great action and music, too. A fitting end setting. Wait. A fitting end, setting up what's next. Um, and that's it. <laughs> well, just to let you know, the person who wrote this is an IndieWire film journalist. If that, you know, means anything to you, but yeah, no, I think. Uh, oh wait, no, he also tweeted to and replied to his original tweet. Tweet: The pilot is the single best episode of tele- television ever. The rest will be just as good. Yeah, it's uh, is it really? You know what I mean? It's it's like it's not. I mean, are, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> it's of not. course, we can answer that. But Dude. E- even if it it's it's really better than Game of Thrones, you know, seasons one through four, I'll give you five. Seasons one through five. Well, hang on. So I think he's specifically talking about. I think he was talking specifically. Yeah, it makes him sound like he was talking about the whole of Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. Yeah think he might have been trying to say it was the, the first pilot. episode yes okay which i would still heavily disagree with now obviously we haven't seen it mm-hmm. you have to write direct and perform one of the absolute best pieces of hour-long television ever created in order to get anywhere near the first episode of Game of Thrones and the first episode of Breaking Bad. I have a theory. Can I tell you it? Of course. Okay. House of Dragons opens up like Halo did, right? A lot of action and everything. Oh. <laughs> and then the next three or four episodes, it just goes downhill. I fast, can see that. I can see right? that. And then picks back up probably midway point, episode five, you get a really good one. Then a couple more okay. episodes really bad. And then... S- so um, episode nine traditionally was always the one that everyone considered the best episode of each season. Okay. Because it's always like the big battle episode or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That was that was for the first like six or seven seasons. Like I think Battle of the Bastards was episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always these sort of like, wow. So that's going to happen. You're absolutely right. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, the first one is like, 
he tries to really grit people. And then that's the thing is a slower like listen, slower episodes aren't necessarily a bad thing, especially when we're talking mm-hmm. about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones survived for years off of people sitting in rooms talking to each other. Yep. And plotting. And you know, it's it was very dialogue heavy and very character driven. Um if they can capture that and the and there's not a ton of the like modern uh politics that gets completely pushed in the show Mm -hmm. it it could turn out to be okay yeah absolutely could turn to turn out to be okay there's nothing at all wrong with dialogue and exposition (laughs) the problem is is that what we've seen lately with obi-wan with halo is everything coming out of marvel (laughs) yeah is it slow low brow and juvenile yeah i mean look at 12 angry men phenomenal movie a great movie all it is is a bunch of men in a room talking, literally. In one room, only one room talking. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs is basically that. Marriage Story is basically that. It's so funny, too. People, you know, people, like, talk about how we just don't like things. You remember I got that, uh, mm-hmm. we got that comment recently? People were like, you just don't like anything. And it's really funny because I have, there hasn't been anything, there has not been a massive amount of stuff since 2019. 2019 is the year I swear we moved into a different dimension, um, because 2019 had Marriage Story, it had 1917, it had Parasite, it had The Lighthouse. Um, I'm probably, uh, I think um, this might have been early 2020, but even the Little Women remake was all right. Um, and we haven't gotten anything close to that year, as far as television, movies, whatever the case may be, like content that's like incredible. We've had stuff scattered here and there. Arcane was good. Um, a movie that I still want mm-hmm. us to watch, uh, uh, The Kid Detective, yep. um, came out, I think, in 2020. I think we're, we'll, we'll go back and we'll do Love and Monsters again. We might do that yep. for a stream. That might be yeah, a, a good one to do. Anyway, I, I'm getting off track, but all that to be said, it's it's definitely possible for this to be good, but you're right. The trend has been bad yes, or average to mediocre, right? It's like we, we and, were talking about Prey last week mm-hmm. and how everyone seems to really be into it, and I was just like... I just don't get it, guys. I'm sorry. I don't understand why you'll like this so much. I think, you know what it is? I think it's that it's not woke. And so because it's not woke, people, uh, it's sad that we've come to this state in cinema. People give things a better pass than they would if it was just just a plain story without that. Right. Well, that's what I said about um, that one with Chris Pratt where he's like mm-hmm. fighting the aliens in the future terrible yeah. movie but it was nice to see like a father that cared about his daughter yeah and the story wasn't centered around um like how like the worst of humanity yeah which um, was good to speaking see. speaking of that you mentioned predators last mm-hmm. week when we were talking about the prey yeah and i watched it this weekend and i will say it is better than prey in my opinion okay i still need to go back and watch it again yeah, that's another it that's another one that we could do a live stream for i think because yeah. Uh, it's something I had. I, I saw it a couple times when it was in theaters, and I think I've seen it once since then. And I have a rough remembrance of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the samurai fight, uh, a good portion of the big, like the first half of the movie. Um, and so, yeah, I really, I do want to go back and watch it. Yeah. It's 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 on a list of things to do. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's it's fun. Yeah, it's definitely dumb at parts and everything. It's Predator. What do you expect? But uh, yeah, so. Yeah, and I think, you know, you're right as far as what the trend has been and this idea that we don't like anything, that's not true. It's just that things recently have just been bad. It's just so been when things garbage. are when when things are 
bad, then when we're watching something, uh, most of our criticism of something is going to be pointing out what's bad in it. Yeah. And right? even it, we point yeah. out the good, but then the, the, the bad is going to be the, the, the bad criticism is going to be longer. There's going to be more of that yeah. than the good criticism. Yeah. Um, pray one of the way someone this is the way somebody described it and i thought this was pretty apt um there are a lot of small things about prey that are not good mm. and for me it added up to enough bad things that i'm like this movie's not worth your time uh, whereas for other people they were like well i still kind of like it despite all of these issues that it has uh, which i can respect Mm-hmm. Um, it's when you get into these people calling it like a masterpiece or that it's like the greatest, yeah. you know, it's the greatest thing since the you last great thing. Nine out of 10 or 10 out of yeah, 10. I'm like, no bro, way, dude. No, there's no way no. you can honestly say that. Uh-uh. Like we're, you we're talking, give this an A plus just, you know, no. I mean, it, it, the way I described it is like we were, we've talked about so much like F tier stuff and then prey comes along and it, it's somewhere in that like C minus C tier, maybe yeah. a D depending on, you know, how I'm feeling I, that day. But it, it, it's not, a masterpiece yeah you know like uh, how ridiculous i think when you were reading the uh the ratings on imdb last week i think you said it had like 7.3 stars and i can i can can agree with that i can see a lot of people would say that i wouldn't give it that high that's still high for me man it's high for me as well but i can see where someone's coming from that's not going to cause me to like what? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. all right, I get it. I can I can get your perspective on how you came to that. Uh, I completely disagree, but uh, <laughs> I can at least that's the this like okay, that's fine. But as far as people who are saying like, oh man, this is so amazing, rating it and raving about it, I'm just like guys, I just when you stop and look at it, there's a lot of things that just don't make sense with the narrative. I think it's no. a good concept, just in a bad movie. Yeah, I think that's really uh, what it is—a good concept and a bad movie. Agreed. I I, I think that if they had done, if they had tweaked it mm-hmm. in a number of ways, made it more team oriented, I would have found it much more favorable. Yeah, because yeah. they made the Comanches look incompetent, the warriors. Yeah, and then and so many things we already talked We've, about. We it, talked about it. Yeah. It's in the last episode of the podcast. This episode, well, not the last episode. That's episode one oh six. Uh, yeah. So, uh, let's let's talk about another hot take. Let's talk about a hot take. Um, let's do it. After I, all, controversy okay. drives social media. Before I <laughs> before I play this, uh, I want everyone to know that I had the original video, but the creator of this video took it down hours after I found it and saved it to play for the show. Uh, so it's not, it doesn't exist anymore, um, unfortunately. And so we're going to use uh, Eric's, because I, I think he plays most of it, if not mm-hmm. the entire thing. And so it's the, the closest thing that we had. So we're going to play this clip from this TikTok creator and and what she believes people should do uh, when Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out. Okay, here we go. This message is to all our would-be accomplices and white allies. This message is to all the white people who have BLM in their bio. If you really want to prove to black people that you love us and you care about Virtue us and are down for the cause, do not go see that movie opening weekend. You buy your ticket, 
you give it to a black person or a black family who can't afford to go. And then you go sit at that theater in front of the doors. You make sure that every black person in that theater can enjoy that movie in peace. You make sure that you use your body to block us from anybody who would be coming in that theater to do us harm. That is your job. You can go see it on another weekend, go see it on the second or third weekend, but the first weekend, that's for us. To do anything other than this is anti-black. It's our job, David, as white people. Bro, I want to do it. I kind of want to do it. Because they can't protect themselves. I, I, I kind of want to like get uh, like a, a, a multicolored wig and go stand out in front of um, the theater with like <laughs> tape or like caution uh, cones and then tag her in the video and just be like crazy obnoxious like oh we're saving you like please go into the theater just do any of you need and like run up to to like black families and be like do any of you need these tickets i bought them for you like just going nuts with it Is that, like, dude, you just go up to them do you need me for to protect you yeah. <laughs> do you need protection while you watch this movie <laughs> oh man the first thing i dude. thought of though <laughs> was uh Maj Torre and Black Guns Matter. Yeah, and I dude. was like, I, I perfectly think that, you know, uh every I just think black people are more than capable to of, defending themselves. Defending themselves? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not at all adverse to whether black, white, Asian, whatever culture, right? Hispanic, whatever. Protecting people. Yeah. That are being aggressed upon by someone. And, yeah. you know, that we've mentioned, for those who don't know, in our social episode, we think that, you know, women and the black community at large and everyone in general, uh, but specifically should be armed. And we're, you know, big supporters of Maj Torre and what he's doing with Black Guns Matters and also in the Mises Caucus. And so, or party, I should say. And, you know, this, I, this logic that she has, I mean, it just, like, how... I don't understand the thought process and how unhinged someone has to be mentally to just be consumed by this, you know, this identity politics to go to that extent, to demand someone else to do something in order to show their allegiance to you. Yeah, dude. Like it's just, it's it's the same thing I come with words, right? With people being able to say, you know, whatever they want to doesn't mean you have to listen to them and like them. Mm-hmm. But I want, you know, we talk, we've talked about it before. I want people to help themselves so I know who they are. Yep. I bet you she was really hoping this was going to like blow up and mm-hmm. there were going to be enough people that agreed with her that it would become like a thing. Yeah. It didn't. Think- people were pretty much like, okay, so because one of the biggest flaws in what she's saying is she's like, well, don't go see this movie or whatever. It's like, well, you want it to fail then? <laughs> like, don't go see this opening weekend. You go, the next, said, you go the next Go weekend. see it on the second weekend. Yeah, but also at that point, you flopped. Like, your movie's yep. flopped. Because yep. the open, opening weekend, opening week. It's the buzz. That's where the buzz is. People, you know, if a movie comes out and they don't go the first week, the, the numbers decline okay, week after okay. week. Generally. Yes. All right. Does this hit? Does Black Panther two hit a billion dollars? I think it does. I th- I think it will, unless because, it's really really bad. Yeah, unless like, it's really really bad too. I agree with you, just because of you know what happened to uh, Chadwick Boseman 
Did I, I say his name right? Bozeman? Yes. Okay. Well, pa- Black Panther would probably be considered a, a, as far as like tiers of characters at this point uh-huh. within MCU, I think he's probably A tier, S tier, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, this movie is a bit of an anomaly. Like I, I am not completely sure because it's been a while since the last one came out. Yeah. Um, it's been about five years, give or take. Um, and so I don't know if it, I don't know where this one lines up. I, I imagine it's probably going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I think so. I think it will. I mean, it's Black Panther. It's probably going to sell a bunch. I can't, this is one I actually want to go see more out of curiosity for what this movie is going to be mm-hmm. than anything else. Like how they're going to deal with the like Chaz, Chadwick dying. Like, yeah. are they going to bring Killmonger back? Like the people are like, there's like theories that, they're gonna bring him back to thing. Um, I still think the story is probably gonna be terrible. It's, yeah, it, it's gonna be no better than the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but if Phase Four has been, I like the last one. I thought it was alright, dude. It has a ton of problems. Ton of problems. So much stuff in that movie doesn't make sense. Um, hey man, the, dude, <laughs> you believe your way, and bro, I believe God's way, bro. Instead of <laughs> instead of having like herds of sheep and stuff, they like breed rhinos <laughs> it's like why and then like the the last the last scene like the, the and this is something i even realized the first time i saw it the last fight in that mm-hmm. is a nation having a civil war and they're like killing each other yeah so all these people that were friends are all of a sudden in a position where they're all trying to murder each other like Mm. mother and father you know and it's yep. supposed to be it, it was always so funny because it was this movie that was i supposed to like unite uh the quote-unquote like black community mm-hmm. and it's like dude your last scene in that movie is a giant civil war between one specific nation <laughs> i need to some, I, I need to go back through the marvel movies again because i think i think coming out of the hype being able to better assess them yeah and see how well they are and see if they stand the test of time you know what i mean i think some of them do i think a lot of them don't yeah i think a lot of them are pretty i i if if you were to get like and maybe we'll do it maybe we'll we'll try to uh go through them uh, because i did it this year um maybe we'll go through them and talk about uh maybe we'll we'll actually pull out like a tier list for Mm. them and um we'll we'll talk about like where they where where they go or whatever Uh, a tier unto itself, though, is going to be Eternals. It's going to be its oh, own dude. bad tier. No, no dude. It's, I mean, there's there's some stuff that's come out that I and some stuff will probably be out by the time we get to that. Oh, that's true. That's going to be in the same in category, there with dude. it. From what I've heard, Love and Thunder is probably right on par. Oh, uh, people don't man. like that movie. <laughs> I've heard people say that uh, Doctor Strange's second movie was worse than Eternals. She's like, I just can't see it. But I don't know if no. That's true. I was going to say one of the things I was going to say mm. too with her and. You know, this is something that ties into, but it's a non sequitur. Yeah. And, you know, it's not the argument she's making, but I was just wondering what her, I'd like to talk with her and just see what her thoughts on are on Letitia's rights, Letitia Wright's situation with Marvel regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, yeah. And all the controversy with that and where she stands on that. I'd also like to know, you know, with BLM, where she stands on the fact that, all that money didn't go to the black community at all. Right. It didn't she, actually help any black person except for 
the founders and you know she's she's the also who got the money she's also lifting up a movie that creatively was uh made by two white guys yeah stanley That's and the jack kirby thing, like you know we were, when we were and, talking about go ahead and disney a company that will for money hide the skin color or reduce the size of the characters who happen to be um black generally uh on posters in other countries not only not only that not just black but uh, in her bio i see that um i don't know i'm, I'm not gonna make any assumptions i think <laughs> that she may be part of the lgbtq community because of the you the know profile pictures yeah. and then the rainbows in her bio maybe but uh you know disney editing out lgbtq scenes in their movies for yeah. in the middle east china yeah. and not even and not even so like the star i think we've mentioned this before in in rise of skywalker there was this big thing about how they were going to have a uh, same-sex kiss in that and it's in it but it it's like two seconds long if you weren't paying attention you'd miss it missed it and it's like kind of distance like it's not front and center so it's mm-hmm. one of those things that's like man I, i've never i've never understood uh why people are so die hard to protect these companies that don't give a crap about them no. and they lift them up as if they're the bastions for getting um whether we're talking about like ethnicity or sexuality mm-hmm. or whatever the case that these are the people that are leading the charge in this stuff when these in reality it's not yeah it's not true nope they don't care it's, they don't care at all and that's the thing that they need to realize is as soon as they're dispensable to them they're out the door yeah so I, yeah i because I, 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 I would have more respect for disney at least if they were consistent like okay then you're just not going to have our movie china or a middle east or whatnot we're yeah, keeping it because this is money, what we believe but yeah. it's clear that's not what they believe they no. don't care money is the thing money talks yep. man that's all that matters and yeah. and there's a lot of these people who think that they're like and you're activists and yeah the, that these companies are on their side it's like and it's it you know there, there's that's plenty what you of should just, be thinking about though is yeah. money when you're a company yeah it, not the only thing but it's a primary thing to think about mm-hmm. it's like it, you know this is the same company that create like filmed mulan like a couple miles away from an internment camp <laughs> mm. in china yeah and then like it, there was they they put the credit in the credits for mulan like the location <laughs> like yeah it's I, just the creativity is lacking yeah and i think man i'm telling you i think that there are some people out there that if that whether they disagree us with us or whatever that if we sat down and just like we're able to talk to them about these things like this is the reason why it's like this is yeah. why you guys always come off as goofy when you put this stuff out because you're trying to essentially stand up for a corporation and it's like man the the almost like reli- religious way she was like talking about that like this is some yeah. sort of like i'm going to mecca it's like, dude, you're going to see a Marvel movie. I, I don't. We're just not on the same wavelength. I, I that's it. <laughs> no. You got I mean, anything I else encourage, you want to Yeah, I encourage you know these people in Hollywood, as I've done in one of our earlier episodes. Uh, you know, I created that entire list of Asian, Hispanic, and African fantasy 
uh, books, right? Yeah. Epic fantasy books. Yeah. Just encourage them, make a story out of that, you know? And, you well, know, The Rage of the Dragons by Evan Winter, you know, is set in Africa. So, you know. Well, the I mean, thing is, is there's no controversy in that. Yeah. Because we talked about it a while back when um, Bel Air so, was coming out. Mm-hmm. Remember? And uh, one there was a, uh, a woman who was um, criticizing Hollywood. I think she's a black pro- black director. And she was saying that, she's like, where's our Indiana Jones? Where's our MacGyver? Where are uh, the stories that are being told um, about black people that aren't about gangs? Mm-hmm. Aren't about uh, like slaves? Aren't about drug Sneakers, dealers? Like uh, yeah, Abbott like, Preach pointed yeah, out. Yeah, with the Sneakerella thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's stuff that's not just. It's it's such a, um, like low bar that they're they're trying to sell. Like it's borderline with the way that Hollywood uh, creates uh, movies that are specifically targeted towards the quote unquote black community. It's borderline being like, hey, here's a movie about a guy who loves watermelon and fried chicken. Like, that's what they do with, mm-hmm. uh, like, the slavery movies, with the gang movies. Um, it's always a very specific thing. And then you get it's a stereotype. Stuff, yeah. You, then you get stuff. But people are stereotyped in films and, sh- and oh, shows. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I was saying that is because it's like, obviously, they would stay away from those specific things. But all this other stuff is just on the table. And it's completely fine. And you know, listen, there's a um, there's a couple movies that are that are pretty good uh, that are involved that involve those kind of scenarios, um, like people growing up in in certain parts of California mm-hmm. that are you know kind of down on their luck or whatever. Yeah, um, we're not saying those can't be made. No, it's but just when like, those that's are the all, only that's, thing it, that's being made. Yeah, it's basically all that it is. I think someone said like, no, it's not. And then like you, I went and looked up. I man, I should I should find that again. Yeah. I looked up like the top 100 um like black led films or whatever, dude. It was it was it's gotta be like 75 percent of those movies. It's it has yeah. something to do with uh like you know no father in the home, gangs, drugs, yep. and there's nothing you know, wrong slavery with cre- yeah creating movies like that when it hi- when highlighting the life that people have lived here in america right mm-hmm. but to that be the main and sole focus kind of you know seems like hollywood you know the reason why these executives in hollywood that approve these shows is casting a light right what you see sure. in cinema sure. and stuff rather than just you know one of the things i love oh, we loved about arcane is it in a stereotype no black people no. at all it just and, and, they're, well, they're treated as normal characters a part of the story yeah it's an advantage that you can have in fantasy or sci-fi if right. you if you build your world correctly um you know you even with uh like the black characters in arcane uh they came from somewhere else like they weren't native to that specific region mm-hmm. uh and so there's a lot it, that is immediately like something that clicks in your mind and you go oh yeah this makes sense if people are able to travel from different areas um to get there there must be some some sort of like thing uh, yeah so, and there's another continent there's a place that they're they're from it's another the same way with game of thrones yeah mm-hmm. um all right well let's end it there yep uh 
Thank you guys so much uh, for listening to episode 108 of The Underground. Uh, We'll be back next week with more information. I think we'll actually be talking about uh, the first episode of of, uh, House of the Dragon. Um, Yeah, House of the Dragon. Yeah, it's still Game of Thrones. Um, They should have called it Game of Thrones, House of the Dragons. Game of Dragons. (laughs) Like the Rings of Power. Oh, no. (laughs) The Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, but we're totally not utilizing Peter Jackson or anything like that yeah. we're totally on our own yeah, yeah it's totally our own thing uh anyway um yeah we'll, we'll find out if that person was correct about it being the greatest <laughs> yeah. piece of television ever which is oh man it's, it's they shoot down the patriarchy it definitely will be yes absolutely all right well until next week y'all take it easy see ya politics ruins everything be impatient with them i try to but you got room temperature iq expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got opinions not worth it's what's under my shoe y'all tripping on truth when we call it out because y'all people as goofy as i'll get out if y'all with them and not with you i'd sit out because every rapper's on the list now mad at a pitch count throwing heaters like my soul's beat up no people focus on hoaxes in the shows he book and i'm hoping to open doors and i got foes and such but i know that i'll be opposing to the goal i must start attacking ain't lacking my brains lashed in same way that i game is the same way of the back end all the pain that i bring up is like the pain to the batman i'm back cracking whack trends claiming they rap fans and backtracking give a crap about the what's his face only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at subway and y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate and you are a disaster and this can only go one way and you're steady flashing guns in your music viz and i know you do it for the fun but what you doing is abusing every rule of course you can use it quick you're showing the world you don't know what you are doing kid Spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots, really inept politically, that don't have the depth or with me. Oh well, it'll be co chance in hell, so riddle me this. How am I supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient? Thinking you a rebel, but at most you obedient. Opposing opinions make folks be belligerent. A cult and religious, so you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that gotta send this message. Oh, you a hypocrite, and I'm in awe because the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with Cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing Surrounded by a bunch of brainless Your aim is yet all the same shame Cause you ain't slick afraid to relate other things Cause you nameless 